we're back. We're back after we were back. a four-week little break there. Yeah. I was going on my honeymoon yeah. to Indonesia. Just to, if you're gonna go on a vacation, I'd always recommend Bali. Man, it was it was fabulous. Just, That's beautiful. Just amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'd love to do that. Yeah, it's a fabulous place. Way to desert your fans for four weeks. <laughs> but don't worry, guys. We're back, and I didn't miss nothing because when I was in Indonesia, uh, we there was a couple big fights that were happening, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to miss these. But I caught a link of the Earl Spence-Sean Porter fight, mm-hmm. and that was just a fab. If I would have missed that fight, I would have been so mad. After I saw the results and heard how good of a fight it was, we well, saw it was it was such a good yeah. fight, um, and everything, and and then the GGG fight. Oh, GGG that was wicked, dude! As well, too. Yeah, and, and that was a really special. great, a really good fight. We got to talk about that. Yeah, we got we got a lot to talk yeah. about today, guys. This has been episode nineteen. Um, so first, we're gonna start off with a the, a fight that happened on on last weekend on Saturday. And it was Patrick Day, who's only years old, and he succumbed to the injuries that he sustained in his fight that Saturday night. On Wednesday, he succumbed to the injuries, and he he's passed away now. Um, yeah. The guy that he fought was uh, um, uh, Charles Conwell, and uh, just a, just a very sad, a sad thing because he was. He was a good fighter. He was very articulate, well-spoken, nice yeah. kid. Very nice kid. Everyone had nothing but praises for him. And, uh, you know, it was, a, it was sad. It was a sad day in boxing to, to hear that. So what we're going to do today, Doc, we're going to do a, a 10 count in his honor. Absolutely. For, for a fallen soldier. Um, so let me just get this here. Yeah, young guy, 27. Yeah. All right. Patrick Day. Uh, yeah. Awful uh, when it happens and, it, and he was in a is. coma for yeah, four he days. A, he was in extreme surgery. critical condition. Yeah. Well. Wow. In, in a coma, found the coma, emergency surgery on his brain. Yeah, that's rough and, on the family too. Yeah, very rough on the family yeah. and just so just this is a sport that is you put your life on the line every time you step in the ring. No matter what level of fighter you are, yeah. if you step in that ring, there's so much respect that you. But also, you're always putting your 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 life on the line. You got it into the ring. And if you're a fan, also, I don't believe in. I don't believe anybody should ever boo a fighter, no matter no, what. If they're totally in the not. ring or the octagon, whatever it is, booing. They're putting their life criti- on the line. Being critical of them, yeah. calling them bums. We can't have that at all, guys. Can't we got to respect it. this. We gotta respect boxers, so you okay. know, we have to we have to move on. Yeah. Um, so oh boy, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that fight. So it was a he um, 
Patrick Day was knocked out in the tenth round, and then in a super welterweight bout, and he was taken on the ring on a stretcher. He underwent an emergency brain surgery, was in extreme critical condition, and this was on the undercard of the um, Wither um, Witherspoon as a late replacement uh, to fight Usyk. Yeah. So yeah, his opponent was Charles Conwell, and this is what Conwell writes today. Dear Patrick Day, I've never meant for this to happen to you. All I ever wanted to do was to win. If I could take it all back, I would. No one deserves for this to happen to them. I replay the fight over and over in my head thinking, what if this happened to you? I prayed for you so many times and shed so many tears because I couldn't even imagine how your family and friends feel. I see you, I see everyone... I see everyone and I go around and all I hear is wonderful things about you. I thought about quitting boxing, but I know that's not what you wanted. I know that you were a fighter at heart, so I decided not to quit. And I'd win a world title because that's what you'd want for me. And I use you as motivation every day to make sure I leave it all in the ring. Yeah, That was, that was by Charles Connell. That's classy, one. man. I love the respect in, in yeah. boxing, especially. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, but I, 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 on the other hand, I dislike when fighters taunt each other and, yeah. and stuff. I'm not really a fan of that. Everyone loves humility yeah. and, True. And, and things like that. So let's, let's carry on, guys. We're going to carry on and... You know what we we haven't talked in four weeks, yeah, and a lot about to different cover again. fights that have happened, like we alluded to a little bit yeah. earlier, and and Earl Spencer on his state right now after that car accident that he had when he flipped his car. We we'll talk about that too. But what I want to talk about talk about now is Artur Betterbeev, and Artur Betterbeev. This is the first time. That the welterweight, um, the welterweight title uh, has been um, has been competed for for um, light heavyweight. Sorry, sorry, that's what I meant. Light heavyweight. Yeah, that's okay. That's why a I'm unification, here. <laughs> a unification. Yes. And, uh, of undefeated fighters, all so, willing to fight each other. All willing to fight each other, and these guys were, these guys were undefeated. Oh man! Fourteen, uh, better be a fourteen and all, fourteen yeah. KOs, and and uh, Alex Connor uh, Gavostic, he had an undefeated record too. And did you know that they fought each other in the amateurs? I did know that in two thousand nine in uh, in a, a, a tournament in Turkey. I and think he won. Uh, better better be have stopped him. Yeah, yeah, but better be have downplayed it, saying that. This is amateur boxing. Right. This was ten years ago. Right. Um, this is not. It's not the same, but so, as professional boxing. That's true. But man, that was an awesome fight. First of great, all, great fight. So, what I was really impressed by initially was um, Kvasnik's, uh skill. He's really good. His footwork is good. His head movement is good, and he. Punches with combinations. Mm-hmm. I was he was so slick and smooth, yeah. and and maintained his defense. I was, it was like overt skill and talent. It We're, was, I, yeah, I yeah. agree. He was, and he's well schooled by Teddy Ooh. Atlas, right? Yeah, absolutely. Teddy Atlas schooled, and we respect Teddy. Yeah, I mean a little over the top sometimes, or whatever. <laughs> Teddy, no, whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
we'll fire him in. <laughs> we'll fire him in. <laughs> I love that line. And, so, and then, uh, you know, you contrast better be of style. He comes forward, but his skill is subtle, where I think Vostik is, is more overt yeah but he's got subtle beautiful skills better be of man and a t- and a good chin and a massive puncher that's Woo! the thing if you have if you're a massive puncher yeah. a big puncher you have an eraser the fight can end anytime and when you he was continuously hurting Glavostic with the shots that he was landing and the body and, too and with the body this could have you see his physique his physique, he just looks like a, a like a machine. He's like, yeah, he's like, he's like built for fighting, it looks like. And he's totally built for fighting. And he says, and he says that, like, you know, they, they talk about him and how he's very religious. Like, he's a Muslim, devout Muslim. He don't, he doesn't drink, doesn't party. He's just, he trains his focused family and his all that. His whole life that. is, yeah, and, a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. so but add that with, with this and, and and that's just crazy and there's a few things he talked about too, uh, better be a, better be the same basically that he wasn't really hundred percent into it. It's like this is what he's saying. It's like yeah, for this that. moment, it's my most important fight. I can't do his accent. Yeah, I had a big I had a big work to prepare for this fight. Maybe this fight would be my last fight, but I'm happy for the end. So thank you to everybody. Before I win the second title, I was not motivated. But I will work hard in training for motivation now. That's what this guy wasn't even motivated, you say? He wasn't even motivated. He, he knocked a out an undefeated Gavostic, who was the one that beat Adonis Stevenson and, and, the, and what had happened to Adonis and everything. He was, uh, it was in that fight with Gavostic that... That this happened to Adonis. Yeah, yeah it was seriously injured. And Adonis was, no one, could, no one could beat him for a long time. Yeah. So, who better be of just beat was, like, big. Like Cream we're talking, of the crop. Yeah. Yeah, one of the top guys, absolutely, and a very skilled guy. So, now you still got Bivol, and you got Kovalev, but Kovalev's fighting Canelo. Yeah. Uh, does Canelo stay and fight Bivol or or one of the top guys? I don't. If he, I don't, if he beats Kovalev, I, I don't think any of them want to. Like, there's there's Kovalev, Dmitry Bivol. You got Arthur Betterbe, Eldir Alvarez, Gilberto Ramirez, Alexander Gvase, Jesse Hart, John Pascal, Badu Jack. Oh yeah, Jesse all, Hart. Like yeah, Jesse Young Hart's undefeated. good. But what about Gilber, Gilberto Ramirez? Forty and all. Just a non-stop puncher. He moved up to, uh, and he's got skill. He moved up to he does. light heavyweight yeah. from yeah. super middleweight. Because he had a Duh, super middleweight belt. Can you refrain from eating while we're doing, oh, the, sorry. While we're doing the podcast? I didn't have much dinner, sorry. So, we make, <laughs> so you can be more clear. You don't want to sound like a punch-drunk boxer. I've been through that. You don't want to sound sorry, like dude. that. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah. Good. Um, Carry on. Yeah. So... Yeah, so let's see. Well, right now, uh, Barbara um stated that our battery was going to fight his mandatory opponent. That's going to be his next fight. But there's this this light heavyweight division is massively open. There's a lot of great talent in this. A lot of good fights. We got our buddy John Pascal's fighting um, Baru Jack coming up. 
And big, big props Body to him. Jack's Molly. coming back for another fight? Yeah, oh, but after he's, he's 22 and 1. He's yeah. only got one loss. I know the. No, he doesn't. Oh, Tori, two, two losses. losses. 22 and 2. So Tori, he, Tori, he's, but he lost his last fight. It was a massive cut. It was a cut, but he looked terrible. His He didn't have power in his punches. He wasn't throwing enough. There was a lot of things. But you got to. Mark Ramsey just kept, keeps texting me. He's like, yeah. Andy, because he probably has to talk right now. But. So, anyways, yeah, guys, this, this, our, our our guest today, we're bringing on Mark Ramsey, who was Arthur Betterby's Betterby of his coach. He was my coach as a professional. He's one of the top trainers in the world, for sure. And, let's um, talk to him. Because we're talking about the Betterby of fight. And let's talk to uh, the man himself, Mark Ramsey. Um, sorry. Okay, let's get him on here. Yeah. From Montreal. Cool. Hello. Hey, Mark. How are you? Mark, how you doing, Mark? Very good, very good. Oh, nice to hear from you, Coach. And uh, I'm just here with Dr. Green, and we have you on our podcast, Dog in the Boxer, and we're we're just, we're shooting it right now. Um, He's, uh, he's... He's a he's a really big boxing fan, Doctor Green, and he treats a lot of um, boxers and stuff. He's a chiropractic doctor and treats injuries and stuff. So yeah, but I'm I'm a bigger fan than I am a chiropractor. Yeah, but he he but Mark, he's not as big of a fan of boxing than me. There's, there's no one bigger no one bigger than me. That's good. We so need fun like this. yeah, for yeah, sure. We do. So, Coach, first of all, congratulations on that big win yesterday with uh, Artur Betterbiev and on um, Oskander Gvostik. And that's a big win, eh, Coach? Yes, actually, it's a, it was a new step for me. First time that I have a unified champion. Yeah. Uh, that was something big and something very emotional. Yeah, yeah. But you were you were very calm and cool and collected in the corner. It's fun. It's fun you said that because just before we left the hotel to go to the venue, I, I, I make a last meeting with uh, with uh, my boxer and I, I try to explain to him. I say I don't know too much about boxing, but what I know from my, my past experiences, those kind of big big fight is like a marathon. Like it's not. It's not one fight of 12 rounds, it's 12 fights of 3 minutes. Yeah. And you have to go, like, it's not because you have, like, one round not going your way that you can lose your orientation in the fight. You have to keep focus, whatever is going to happen. And a good example was this fight with Callum Johnson. He get dropped, he go down, no yeah. panic. Right. But I have, I have to show the same composure in the corner <laughs> that I has the boxer to have. Right. And uh, I think it's a key when you go to a, a, a big, big fight like that. Like, sometimes... Because you're fighting a good boxer, you're not fighting like a bum, and right. then you're gonna lose some round. You maybe gonna get dropped. Sometimes it's yeah. going better than you expect, and you go on cruise control. You can do so many mistakes. The mm-hmm. focus have to be like per- close to perfect. That's awesome, coach. Yeah, you're you're totally right about that. Yeah. And what I always liked about you, Mark, is that you're always like you were always a hungry coach. You're always learning. You're always a, a consummate professional. You always made sure we did this, we did that, these fighters are doing this, that. 
you know, it's, it, it, you're you're one of the best trainers in in the world, for sure. I'd say that, and we have a lot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. Like, yeah, I always say that you, you you can be a good coach for every guy. It's a mix of personalities, a mix of also of style. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think the key for boxer or for trainer is the hard working hard. Yeah. It's very simple. Yeah, that's it. It has to be the hard work, dedication, all the time, all the time, right? Exactly. You know, um, so the fight. <laughs> we want to get to the fight. Uh, Mark, your strategy going in, knowing that you're going to be against an opponent that is going to move and has good feet. What was the strategy going in, knowing that? Actually, the, the first part of what we want is don't make the fight of Groznik. Make sure that we don't let too much distance between us. No, we don't let him like put one jab, two jab, three yeah. jab and control the distance. Yeah. We want Peter uh, BF to be very reactive. Like every jab you throw, you hit him. Like we want to create a kind of hesitation in the boxing of Groznik. Yeah, love it. Go exactly when, when I want because yeah. um, our two, especially a couple of first round was too for me was boxing a little bit too much from long distance, and I want him like. Maybe touch one time and slip inside right away, and he, yeah. he hesitated a little bit too much for me. Yeah. And the tactic of Tini Atlas was very, very good, especially to move right all the time. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. To make sure to neutralize mm-hmm. the right of Archer, and we have right. to have just on the fly. And, Say, uh, oh yeah, but, that, but we did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you weren't, you didn't know that he's gonna do that, right? Like keep moving that no, way. We, we can, we can imagine. But uh, that was nothing. Nothing was guaranteed. Yeah, exactly. The first, the first round was very, very uh, clean. He, he tried to move right and to, cu- to catch also Archer uh, with his right hand, right against right. Yeah. Uh, from that point in the second round, I asked Archer like to use more his left hook and make sure that he step a little yeah. bit uh, more on his left to cut the ring that yeah. side and, yeah. and start to create the uh, to create that like works. another option with his yeah. left hook. Yeah, because he he Gavasic what on a, a few of the scorecards he was winning the fight. Yes. Right. Maybe um, in the first. Maybe in the first yeah, quarter. But, but yeah. Yeah. After I ju- that, I thought. Uh, I, I just I just felt better. Bia's power and and consistent pressure was just making making it very difficult for Gavasic. He wasn't moving as much, and you first and one thing is coach is that you gotta. A huge power puncher in in better be a, and he's got that eraser like he can hurt you with any punch right at any yeah. moment. Exactly. So that's the exactly. most dangerous fighter to fight. And he have like a very very good resist- muscular resistance and cardiovascular like his level of energy from first round to twelve round is about the same. Like yeah, really. If, eh? you, lost, if you lost energy or you lost focus, you can pay the price in any moment with him. Yeah, yeah. There is no, there is no doubt. Yeah. Uh, so did it like it, he does all the sprint? Is he leading all the sprints and all that? Like when you guys do the quadruple VR sprints? Yeah, it's not like he's, first of all he's training alone because he don't want to train with other boxers. He really wants oh, really, first of all eh? have his strength conditioning focus on him. Yeah. He don't want also me to train him in the same time that other fighter. He wants oh, really? full attention. Yeah. Uh, at that level, I can understand also. This is, I think, this is the, the good way to work. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I'm not 
Alfred Engling that is winning every sprint and every, uh, the best uh, best time all the time. But yeah. what he's doing that he's put maximum effort on every single thing that we're doing. And you have to know, like he's he's a Muslim guy, like he's yeah. very disciplined. He's about boxing and, yeah. and family. End of story. That's His right. focus is, is is about that. Makes he sense. Never drink a, a little bit of alcohol in his life. Like yeah. can you can give you an idea what kind of, of guys and discipline he. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah he's, he's always in shape. He and he's always at weight. He called me this afternoon because he wanted to train tomorrow. And oh, I told no. him to come down a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> he was so excited. And, uh, yeah, because we have a press conference in Montreal here. And uh, he, he was a kind of, uh, I don't want to just show up there. I want to train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. serious. Like, it's a little bit of uh, exaggeration. Yeah. Me, now, how is like he? And how is how is he uh, celebrity wise now in Montreal? Because I used to go t- to the fights to see uh, Boutte when Lucien Boutte when he was at the top, and people were crazy about him. Is he at that level or beyond that? It, it, uh, no, it's under that a little bit. Yeah. Because, because of uh, many many uh, factor. The first is the language when he came to Canada. The yeah. first language he learned was English. Yeah. Uh, he started to speak a little bit in French, but not enough to communicate with people uh. here. That's but, yeah, and, yeah. and also the fact that at that time Montreal was uh, uh, present a lot of major events in, 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 in Montreal in, in the capital of, uh, of Quebec. But mm-hmm. the thing is now we don't have that, that those major fight anymore. Like Arts was fighting always in his, in the states. Like That's sport, true. Yeah. But maybe not at the level that Boudi was at that time. Right. Yeah. right. Why, Cold? Why is that? Why? Why aren't they? The, having the big fights in Montreal, like they they use With like Adonis, even, title fights. But the, the thing is, uh, yeah, the last one was Stevenson Adonis, but yeah. because he was not able to go to the state because he have criminal record. Yeah. Uh, the, the reality is that now we have a monopoly in, in professional boxing. Oh. Uh, inside of two groups, the two major group are top ring and like you know Eddie Hearns, and they the control like all TV connection, everything. Wow. Uh, they have a couple of let's say B plus uh, a promoter like Golden Boy and, and guys like All Amen but yeah. they are the two major guy right now major company are Top Rank and Idiots and they monopolize the, the, the time on TV like they monopolize yeah. the channel and right, everything yeah. and the, 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 it's not possible anymore to generate enough money to oh, present a big show like this yeah oh. yeah Code, um I, I didn't I didn't introduce you properly but let me just introduce you properly to the to the people listening and stuff, um, he's a Mark Ramsey's a former amateur boxer. Became a trainer in 1995 under the tutelage of Abe Purvin, um, who's an iconic boxing figure. In Mon- was an iconic boxing figure in Montreal. Mark was a trainer on the national team from 2001 2004. Hey, coach, we run a lot of teams together. Um, a lot of fight together. I was there when you beat uh, Jose. Uh... Oh man, yeah man, yeah. Remember? Yeah, yeah. We, had, yeah, that fight with uh, Abner. That was that was. A, there are a lot of good ones, eh? Yeah, exactly. A lot of good memories. Actually, to be honest, my that was probably the best time of my life. Yeah, uh, that was that was your that was your like coming out as like a coach, right? That was like your. You, you know, I was a little bit lucky because 
because I have I have a Jean, yeah. numbers like Jean Pascal and Anthony De Carrier. Yeah. Like I have two guys on our team and the the the, the national team like I have no more uh, <laughs> excuse to give me a chance to go. Yeah. But the, really, there was Jean and Anthony who trust me first and, and give me that chance to yeah. to, to go national team and, and to involve as a as a trainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, because we were. We were at the the Commonwealth Games in two thousand two. That was a that was a big one, and yes. uh, the Pan Am Games. Remember Pan? Remember Pan Am when I fought Rigondeaux? Oh yeah, I remember that. Uh, I think <laughs> it was the same day or the day after. We have also have like Jason Dog that's from Ontario who was fighting Solis. Like that was major fight oh, for oh, all the teams. Yeah, we fought all team. these guys, eh? Yeah, it was the, the Cuban team was a like. Uh, Big, big team at that time, like so yeah. strong, so many strong boxers. Not, not as much anymore. So why do you think that no. is? Like why, why do, you, why do you, and I, and and Pedro Pedro Diaz, didn't he, didn't he work in Montreal a little bit for a while? Yeah, he worked with me for maybe two, three years. Yeah, he did, right? Actually, I learned a lot from Pedro. Like he's a very outside of, of being a good coach. He's a very like he's a PhD in science of sport. Like he's a scientific of, of boxing, and I, I learned a lot from him. Like he's he's a he's an amazing coach. Are these those those PhDs in sports that like they have in like Kazakhstan, whatever? All those coaches from there, they say they're a PhD in boxing, and P- it's not true though. But, but yeah, but but because you can learn boxing uh, coaching in, in the university, but you can yeah learn exactly science of sport like like uh, how to make a the proper programmation for for pro peak performance and stuff like this and True. Yeah. medical aspect and everything like for sure it's, it's a big piece of coaching yeah, yeah you're right yeah, you're it, right it's totally. a very very important piece coach I, I I wanted to say as well too condolences for. The passing of Abe Pervin, who was a hundred years old, uh, he was your coach, right, coach? Yeah, he was my coach. When you he, first, he was especially even more the the first guy. Actually, it's, it's fun. Like he died, like he was one hundred years old. He, yeah, wonderful life. Years old. Wonderful life. Yeah, yeah, he had a great I, life. I met him two weeks before he, he passed away, and it was his uh, his birthday. Then he he still like all his head speaking about boxing, yeah. enjoy life. Yeah. What a, what a beautiful life, but he's, he's first of all the guy who gave me a chance. And I start coaching because I was boxing for him. I start to coach because he was too old. It was 25 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> like wow. he was 75 at that time. Yeah, yeah. But he gave me a huge opportunity to work and he never was afraid like to, to let you leave and, and, and use your what you think. And he never imposed nothing. He wants you to make your mistake, your success. Your, he wants you to taste really what is... Uh, coaching and he, uh, a great, great part of uh, what I'm doing now is nice. from from him, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, nice. he was a, he was a very good influence on on on, on boxing in Mont- in Quebec. Yes, Ma- massive. No like very smart guys, very always under control. Yeah. he was a 76 Olympic in Montreal head coach from Canada. Right, he was. Like yeah, great, great, great career. As yeah, a, as a Montreal. Yeah. Um, Code, so like you, you boss a little bit. You said, how many fights did you have? Actually, I have uh, 17 if you, you, ca- you calculate the exhibition. <laughs> I was probably 50 50. Like, uh, yeah. to be honest, I, I switch as a, as a coach because I love so much the game and I understand yeah. very 
as a young age, I'm not going to be a boxer. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was not that great. I like that, man. <laughs> You're a realist, right? Real. Um, but, uh, you know, in boxing, when you're not good, the reality is very uh, brutal. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You get bloody. <laughs> bloody I, want find, I want to find a place in that business in a very young age. Yeah. Uh, there was something clear in my mind. This is my place and this is what I want to do. And it was not a question of money or whatever. It was Passion. a question, this Passion. is what I want to do with my life. Pa- yeah, sorry. yeah, there you That's go. That's the best. And, and you got your opportunity with uh, Yvonne, Michelle, and, and Jim, right? Yes, Yvonne. professional with Pascal and Dickery in mm-hmm. 2005 yeah. beginning of 2005 like he gave me a huge opportunity as a coach uh, because you know when, when you're a young coach and you're going with a good prospect like Pascal as a professional sometimes yeah. the promoter they want to use an older coach and yeah. and first Jean protect me against that yeah. Jean make, make a especially I remember at one point was negotiating uh, with Don King for Pascal and and they want him to move in the states and everything. And Jean told them, if my coach is not there, there is no deal. Oh, yeah. And that was a, that was a, a breaker a little bit. We came back to Montreal and Yvonne yeah. give a chance, uh, sign a contract with Jean, give me, let me work, mm-hmm. and I have a, the opportunity to to show what I can do. And uh, without without the protection of Jean, I probably still coaching amateur right now yeah that that's great wow. we we had john on on the on the podcast a few episodes ago and we we really respect him love and what he's got a fight coming up with baru jack eh yes, yes yeah i don't know if they announced the dead yet but i know john already moved in training camp i still talk to him yeah uh, once in a while and yeah. asking me some question and uh, that's I good have a lot of respect even even if we don't work together uh, anymore yeah. I have a lot of respect for him. Good, I, I like that. I remember you all. He was your he was your baby when in in on the amateur team on the Canadian team. Yes, uh, he was my he, personal boxer. Like, and I was uh, trying to take care of him. Yeah, possible. yeah. Uh, Dude, Johnny, remember you used to call him Johnny. 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 Yeah. Johnny. <laughs> he uh, was a very special guy. Very not always. Uh, you remember Andy? Not always uh, the uh, easiest guy to work with. Yeah. Very hard nose, very hard. Uh, yeah. Like when you have something in line, it's very hard to. Uh, yeah. But at the end of the day, this is what you need as a professional boxer. You need oh, to be. Oh, hundred. You gotta be different, right? You gotta be well, that you know, mean. When, when the whole world don't believe in Jean Pascal, Jean Pascal still believe in himself. Oh yeah, yeah. We, talk, we talked fight. about that, and that last. So do with you, him. Mark? Do you see Badu Jack as being a dangerous challenge for him, or no? Based on his last couple fights. In term of in term of the result of the fight, yes, Badujak is a is a very small to me. He's a maybe not that good like like Bernard Hopkins, but he's yeah. a little version of Bernard Hopkins. He's yeah. the kind of guys I I put him on uh, like losing fights so many times in my life, and he find a way to beat guys like like so like the Gail and guys like that. Like he's always always find a way to win. Like, he's very yeah. very smart, and but. Because he's not that fast, he's not powerful at all. No, he's a he's a decent technician, yeah. but he uses distance very good, and he, he he keep calm always. Like he's a very smart boxer. In terms of physically, he's not dangerous because he's not a huge puncher. Right, and right. I, but yeah. I, I believe I have a very good chance to win that box. Uh, I know, I know, we're a little bit all over the place here, but. 
I wanted to ask you. So I know you fought. You said you fought a little bit and stuff. But do you think, coach, that being a like if you being a you have in order to be a good coach, a boxing coach, you have to have been in the ring. Do you what? What do you think about that? Yeah. Because like Rosenberg and, and yes. another guy is very veteran guy who's working with me. Like yeah. some people are afraid to get challenged uh, with 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 their coaching. Yeah, and that's true. I think it's a mistake. No, that is a mistake because at the end of the day, it's about the fighter. You want the best for the fighter and give him the best chance to win, and not be like, oh, I know everything, and I you just no, listen to me, you know. Nobody know everything, and, and nobody the only does. Target performance and the result yeah. like yeah. whatever you take you take yeah yeah. 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 yeah perfect yeah exactly um so uh coach so like you you're so obviously you're not with uh jim anymore now you're with eye of the tiger but actually i'm like an independent coach like i have right. guys with top ring i have guys with idioms i have one guys with the golden boy i have guys i still have a fighter with Yvonne michelle i have Oh yeah. Any fighter with Isofiger management, like I, I don't go into those war promoters war. is not my business. Like yeah, I, I, I have fighter with with everybody, and I try to do my job the more professional possible. Yeah. So like you have uh, Oscar Rives, Elder Alvarez, uh, Better BF, David Lemieux. Um, who is uh? I I don't know much about. Vislan Dalkaya is Vislan Dalkaya actually is a friend of Better Bia. He came with him. Okay. Uh, his career is a little bit uh, more tough to develop because he have issue with the with the, the working visa and stuff like this. But he's a, another very good boxer from uh, from Chechnya. Uh, oh, okay. What about Yanni Sherbatov? Yanni Sherbatov was a very very good prospect uh, in UFC. The thing is, oh, he approached UFC. me to oh. work a little bit his boxing oh. uh, with me. And oh. but the thing, the thing is, I, I don't pretend to have any kind of expertise in MMA, <laughs> and yeah. I, I don't know also what I can teach how he can use it in MMA. Like sometimes I saw boxing coach that try to play the coach in MMA. This is completely a different art. Yeah. Um, coach, so you said you were talking about better BF, and you said that he's on a different level. That that's what you're saying. Do you think he's? Would you say he's the best fighter that that you you've seen or been around or seen or? He's the better 
like to present a performance like you say he's gonna he's gonna be at 100 he's doing no mistake mm -hmm. maybe the most talented athlete with who i work was jean like jean was very very talented but jean have his focus a little bit here a little bit there uh, he was not deliver performance all the time sometimes yes sometimes no yeah. it was harder to bring him to the to the objective but terbiev is going to give you everything that he has yeah yeah so so Berbia is gonna fight his mandatory but then what what is he looking at like what's he gonna look to do after that one the man, mandatory you can never overlook an opponent we know no, that no. right so in that case like we have an opponent who's like nobody know him but yeah. the thing is he have a great amateur career he's what he was bronze medalist as as it's a game as an amateur yeah. he went to the olympic like you know in the you fight at that level you know how it's hard and you need to be a good boxer to fight at the olympic like oh, that's so with, true. with all those selections they have now like the guys is a serious serious boxer mm -hmm. uh we're we gonna need a very good uh, yeah. training camp to, to beat that guys but her major objective, like we right now, we hunting every belt. It's not about name. It's not about uh, personal issue with other champion. Mm -hmm. But that's the realization that better we have want to do. And he's 34 years old. We don't want to lose time. Like we yeah. have to take them on a row. We're gonna do it. Yeah, that's true. He's 34. Yeah, he but like also he like his look at the life he lives. That he's uh, he's 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 gonna he's giving himself the best opportunity. To have a a good a little bit few more years. Oh yeah, in his he, career. He he may biologically be more like a twenty eight year old yeah. than a thirty four year old, yeah. just because of the way he leads his lifestyle. So give, what? It's oh, gonna help him for sure, and give like you say, give him the most the most possibility to uh, to reach that age. But at the same time, like you know, Andy, you fight, you fight like Archer have like three hundred amateur fights. It's, yeah. it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of uh, good professional boxing also. And I always compare so, boxing like a bank for uh, a gangster. Like you have to go fast, take all the money possible, and get out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but we have yeah. to be realistic about this. Boxing You're right. Yeah, it's a dangerous sport. Uh, we yeah. have to keep an eyes on our on the, the, the quality of life after boxing for her boxer and 100 like, you can have the million that you want if you're not able to count your money yeah yeah, yeah. exactly coach we were talking about right when we started we we gave we did the tank count for patrick day and what happened to him um and he went into a coma and then he's the end up passing away it's a dangerous sport man it is. Look what happened to Adonis being on top of the world, and then the example. Yeah. So, is there so any many. is there any changes that you think could be made, or is it just one of the risks that will always be there in the sport? I think the risk is going to be always be there. I think, I think no so. coach or uh, yeah. boxer or yeah. Uh, in, like, yeah, there is this like at one hundred percent. But the thing is, I really believe if we have a better control, mission and the teaching of the coaches. Right. Yeah. Because because here I'm gonna give you an example. I work with a neuro uh, specialist in Montreal, and I, I have my fighter to go sometime. I don't care if they look, uh, they look good or not. Like right. I want them to go like yeah. couple of time a year to make some tests and just to, and we create an historic of reaction and, and coordination and, and everything sure. just to see if they keep the same level all the time and we can see the boxer like it's going down or it's better or it's yeah. worse and i think 
you know, you know what? Even as a trainer for amateur boxing, and you know that, like, you need mm-hmm. to to go to formation, to seminar all around the world. You have mm-hmm. to, to make level. Yeah. You need to study a little bit. Yeah. As a pro, you pay thirty dollars, and your professional, your professional coach. Yeah. I can register both of you yeah. next week. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're, end of story. Yeah. Your professional coach. It's, yeah. It, it makes no sense to me. You're right. And fighter, you can anybody can be a fighter. You can just sign up and. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. I, it's I, too I easy. Believe, like coach should have an, an, an obligation to go every two years a weekend yeah. with a, neur, a, neur, a neurologist yeah. and make a seminar about uh, about about uh, to see the, the things coming about how how is a guy who have a big concussion and, and stuff like this. We and it's not always in a fight like damage are done in the gym, not yeah. in the fight. And in, in the, the fight, in we the have the a doctor gym. with us. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The damage is done in the gym. For I sure. agree. Treat treat it like any other profession that has to be certified and have continuing yeah. education. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, all right, man. I Coach, think we're going to wrap her up. Yeah, we're, the, one last question. So, David Lemieux against Max Bursak, and that's another Ukrainian fighter, right? Bur- yes, Bursak? Exactly. So, exactly. What, what, is, this how, is this fight in, in, in Quebec or where it's is Montreal. it? Montreal. Yes, yeah? 7th of December. 7th of December. It's a, it's, a good, it's a good test. It's going to be the first, uh, first fight of David at 168. Yeah. Uh, and we choose an opponent. Maybe it's not a big name that people know, but we choose an opponent who never was down of his life and very resistant because I want to have a couple of rounds to analyze the performance of David and his see power. exactly what he can do at that weight. Yeah. It's going to be uh, interesting uh, how he also he brings power from 160 to 168 and the speed and working with bigger guys. It's going to be very interesting for a team. Yeah, yeah. yeah awesome. we'll look forward to that That's for cool. sure. Okay, Coach, we, we really appreciate you coming on um, on, on the yeah, show with us you. today. And we'll, we're going to touch base with you next time. Hopefully, you can come to Montreal for that for that uh, David Lemieux fight. And time, indeed. You're, you're always... Uh, I can't say no to you. <laughs> you better not, man. <laughs> do, do you talk to Buddy? Do you, a little uh, bit? Uh, yes, actually, uh, sometimes in, in, more on in the internet, like not oh, really yeah, on yeah, the phone or yeah. stuff like this, but I always, once in a while, say hi, what are you doing, where are you at, uh, what the yeah. exactly you doing, but uh, not too much, because he's traveling all around the world. Like yeah, that. yeah, he's living a life, eh, living a life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Coach, we got we to gotta let you go. Thank you very much. We really appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Thank Coach. You. We'll talk to you Bye-bye. soon. Bye. Bye. That was awesome, guys. Good. That was Mark Ramsey. He was Arthur Betterbeev's coach on Friday. That fight was on Friday, yeah, too, Yeah, it was on eh? Friday. And yeah. that worked out so great for me because Saturday was hard for me to watch it. And I was just uh, Friday, I was able to watch a fight. It's a perfect and, night of fights. Yeah, great. So, And it was a really good fight. It was a really good fight. Even my wife watched. She did? <laughs> oh, yeah. And really, she, eh? she appreciated what she was seeing happening, yeah, too. Yeah. That wow. was a great fight. Well, we got some other fights we got to talk about. Yeah, we got to so back up been, a little we've bit. We've been gone for, I've been gone for yeah. a while. So let, let's let's talk about the Earl Spence and Porter. Sean Porter fight. Yeah. Which I was just able to catch a, um, a, a link of the fight when I was in Indonesia. Yeah. And I watched it. That's amazing. From my yeah. phone, I was sitting there. <laughs> my wife is what like. What time of day? Uh, it was tw- 11, o- 11 o'clock, no, almost 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Right, right. There, and it was like 12 here. And I'm watching the fight, and my wife's like, let's go to the pool. I'm like, I'm, hold on. 
This fight will be done and You're half. hoping that they got Wi-Fi out at the pool. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think the Wi-Fi is out there. Let me watch it here. But What would you think of what you saw? What you think? I thought, first of all, I thought very, very good fight. Mm-hmm. And I guess I underestimated on on air a little bit of Sean Porter. And, but he really brought it. But I did tell... Alex, my friend from the owner of Suo, because mm-hmm. he, he said, oh, uh, Earl Spence going to knock him on the fourth down. I'm like, don't count on that, man. He, Sean Porter's a dog, and he's going to bring the fight to... And he did. Yeah. And uh, But I thought it was it was a clear... I know it was a split decision win, yeah. but it seemed to me that it was pretty clear that Earl Spence was was the winner of that fight, especially with that knockdown. What about and without I can, the knockdown? I, but the knockdown really didn't cement it, but okay. it just was a cherry on top. Okay. And But can you believe like he took a shot like that and just went down on the knee and came, came back, back up? up? He's got a great chin, and Damn. that's the first time he's even taken a knee. First that, time is that for his Porter. first time down? First time. Oh, yeah? Uh, no, did, no. Uh, didn't uh, Broner knock him down in the 12th? He did, hook. he did, Broner did, yeah. 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 So not his first time, but he's never been TKO'd, even. No. Or, or, no, no. So he's a durable dude. Very, um, that formula of coming forward and throwing yeah. punches and bunches, that seemed to work, but you're right. It, um, a little more pinpoint, a little bit crisper power shots came from Earl Spence. Yeah, they did. Um, but then, it was a close fight, man. It was, a close it was still close. It, it was close, but I, I, I felt it was it was close. The fans really got the their money's really worth. won on that fight because yeah. that was a fight of the year. Yeah, and that was a that was a fabulous fight. So that was also a pay per view fight too. Yeah. And, and you know, like do? I didn't I didn't really agree that that should be a pay per view fight because. Um, what are the there was uh not that many cells on, on the pay per view there, um, it was less than three hundred thousand buys. Oh, wow, wow. So that's not even that much. So if you're looking at the top pay per view belts, Floyd Floyd Mayweather and all the top three of the fights, Floyd versus Pacquiao four point four million buys, De La Hoya Pacquiao uh, Mayweather. 2.4, Floyd Mayweather and Alvarez, 2.2. And you notice I didn't talk about the Conor McGregor. I and did Floyd notice that. Ma- yeah, because really, I'm not going to even talk about that and add this in there. That was like a, a circus act, uh, whatever it was. Yeah. Good yeah. for him. He made his money and everyone was suckers to buy it. I even watched it. Yeah, Because well, it's Floyd Mayweather. But right. it's not good. It shouldn't be... Associated with so, boxing, then you can write off the bat. See, there's a problem with with right now that's existing with uh, in okay. boxing and promotion because if you got two top guys, especially Earl Spence Jr., not just a top guy, he's a mm-hmm. pound per pound per, for pound mm-hmm. for pound candidate. You got him fighting a, a, a top a guy with a belt porter and. Under three hundred thousand views, that's a problem in boxing and and in promoting and there are and making some superstars. I agree, but if you put somebody else in that, uh, Sean Porter is not a pay per view worthy opponent. Earl Spence is, and but Earl doesn't have the power to carry another opponent into pay per view. The other opponent has to be pay-per-view material too. Yeah, I think a Crawford, Spence a Crawford, would, would that do something. W- more. That would be 
But they're still not household names. And, they're and not. Mayweather was a he household became, name. Love him or hate him. Right. And and people that weren't boxing fans but heard about this guy mm-hmm. wanted to see right. him win or lose. Yeah. And uh, that's a superstar. It, it's got to reach beyond just the fandom, fandomship of boxing. Mm-hmm. It's got to be people at the edge of boxing. That's true. Totally. You know? for, so for for those kind of baby yeah. guys, because the three three hundred thousand for that fight, those are probably just boxing fans. Right. That bought that, that's right? what I'm thinking. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. So we got to. We got to see them promote. Maybe I don't know. Maybe there's no strong personalities. They are strong, the, but maybe there's no ones that are over the top. No, but the, but why put it on Tyson Fury? Why put it on pay per view? Yeah. Why did they not? Why did they put that on pay per view? Why did we have to buy pay per view? I didn't. Yeah. I streamed it, but maybe they would have had more viewers if they hadn't even. Done I it think on so for too. sure. For yeah. sure, people are like we gotta pay seventy nine dollars or whatever for that. And who are the? Yeah, they probably a lot of people just didn't know who they were, mm-hmm. you know. But a, a good fight, I think. Poor, it's, it'll be interesting. Does so? Does Spence now fight next year in Fe- Jan or February? In, does he fight well, Pacquiao? Well, in lieu, first of all, in lieu of his car accident that he had there, yeah, let's and talk he, about that. And he he flipped his Lamborghini. Dallas speeding, he was charged with impaired driving because he, oh, no. he was impaired as well. Luckily, he only, I, I think it was only How some lacerations he... on the face, mm-hmm. but he, no broken bones, he was unscathed. Did he blow over? Yeah, he got charged with, uh, I don't know, like, he must with have. DUI. He, he got a DUI. So, so now we have to, we have to look at this, like, okay, well, I understand, like, boxers sometimes are, Gonna go out and drink a little bit, and then they're gonna go back in the gym and stuff. But nowadays, when you have so many guys, and the the, the methods of training have improved so much, and this different uh, uh, stuff that you can take to improve your strength and whatever, yeah. And you add that in to the uh, add that in, and you fight. You're fighting a guy that's he's going out to the bar, drinking a little bit, and then. He, then he's back in training. He, this guy's got the advantage and a big advantage. And then Terrence Crawford, he, the, that's the example the, that I'm going to bring into this, is that Terrence Crawford first, he tweeted that um, like he was like he hoped everything was okay with Earl Spence. Sure. And then he tweeted a drunk ain't shit. Right? And that's what the old adage, a drunk ain't shit, meaning he's taking a mean? dig at, at Earl Spence. Um, oh, what the? Sorry, guys, having a little technical difficulty with he, our, he's taking a he's taking a dig at Earl Spence, basically about his that drinking episode. So let, hang on, let's try this here. Sorry, guys, I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, there we go. We go so the drinking episode. Yeah. So now, so the thing is, like, now how long is it going to take him to get? Um, even though he was unscathed and whatever, but sure, I'm, is going to take him out of the game for a bit. When's he gonna? When's he gonna? When's he gonna be ready to fight again? Against like everyone wants to see Terence Crawford and Earl Spence. Like that's that's a fight that's gonna be supposed to be made happen. But we know in boxing in this game that we love is that these guys are not fighting each other. Like like we just had a, a unification yeah. fight with Better Beev and Gavasti. Yeah. And 
Uh, that's not that uh, first time ever in the light heavyweight division that undefeated fighters went at it. Yeah. So these guys are not fighting each other. Yeah, I know Porter wasn't undefeated, but they're not fighting each other. Crawford is undefeated. Spence yeah. is undefeated. Yeah. Right now they're not fighting each other. So you know, look, they'll they're gonna take a a, a lesson from the Mayweather uh, business uh, book module, <laughs> and and right, and that's gonna be wait it out, wait it out, build it, build it, wait it out, keep building it, and then because they they want to obviously a Crawford Spence fight. That's I mean to us fans that's huge, yeah. but they gotta really build and promote that. And they may have to make their names more, figure out how they're going to make these guys, Mm -hmm. their names, more household names. Yeah, yeah. And then get it together. But I I think we'll see a Pacquiao fight in the future with one of these guys. I think Thurman, now that Thurman's lost, one of these other undefeated, they're going to want to fight Thurman. Because now's a good time to bounce on They got They got got $2 for that fight each, plus pay-per-view buys. So they, a percentage of $300,000. But did you see Jenny Garcia come in the ring afterwards? And they is that is that Earl Spencer? That's Earl Spencer's next opponent. Who Danny ca- Garcia. I mean, sorry, oh yeah. Yeah, Danny Garcia. Like, who cares? Well, do we want to see Danny Garcia? Um, he already lost to Sean Porter. I know the guy that Earl Spencer's beat. Yeah. What are but, we doing here, man? Well, what? but Danny, see, I don't. I disagree with you on no, that. No, he's not. But, but let me tell you why I disagree okay. with you. You can say no, but. Okay. <laughs> Here's, here's what I... Danny Garcia is still one of the top guys at 147. He absolutely is. And both those fights were like razor close where, depending on who the judge was, it could have gone either way. He lost and I've reviewed Thurman. those. He I, lost I know Porter. I've reviewed those. those. I think Thurman still won that fight, but it was razor close. Look, Danny Garcia is still one of the top guys. I think he still should get a chance to fight one of these top guys. And you know what? With his ability to counterpunch and throw uh, combination counterpunching, mm-hmm. he's got a chance against any of these guys. Yeah. Speaking of that, there's a guy we don't hear from, Amir Khan, anymore. Is that yeah, it? He's done? He's done. He's done. He made his money. He's yeah. riding into the, riding Good off for him. the sunset. Good for him. Good. And then another, I don't want to see. I don't want to see him fight. No, I want to see him get hurt. He made like his him. money. Now get out of the game. Look, yeah. we had, we. Talked about Patrick Day, and this is a serious sport. What Mark Williams said, get your money and get out. He's right. Get your money and get out. Yep. I like those. Man, a lot of these guys, especially trainers, are so philosophical, and you can hear it in Ramsey. And I like the way he said, you know, it's 12 fights, it's 12 three-minute fights. Like, that's a beautiful way to look at it. He's. A, I always respect smart him guy, so man. Much, Doc. Like he's. He was always such a, a professional. You can see that. You can like, hear it in always, his, when he yeah. speaks. He's very. He, he was a student of the game, man. You can like tell. He watched I, like he's I'm, watching fights. I'm a bigger fan. After talking to him, yeah. I'm a bigger fan of his now. Good. And I was a fan before. I I I like the way he speaks. Yeah. He talks good. He does. He <laughs> and his English is a lot better. When, when I was training with him in Montreal, his English was just getting better, and this, but it wasn't like it is right, now. Right. I should have told him, Mac, your your English is really good. I'm really impressed. <laughs> yeah. No, he was well, good. Good was dude. working with these other guys that they're having a hard time speaking English. Like better be a, he better know some English. So he can, 
Yeah, you know? and now, you know, he hangs out with Better BF with George St. Pierre. Yeah. And, uh, Kurt Boyd. So I seen that thing. You see that? Yeah, I saw yeah. it. It was great. And he said yeah. he learned, you know, he learned a lot of English from George. Yeah. And that's yeah. scary because George's English yeah. is, it's good. It's just he's got yeah, a thick it's, accent. I love I love George St. Pierre. He's such a cool great guy. athlete. Yeah. He's a, he's a consummate professional. Yeah. He's I, I really, I'm not a USC a fan, but I really love George St. Pierre. And Me he too. was talking about Better BF and that this guy, he talks about how Better BF like, this guy's a monster. His punching power is scary. He's, you know, this, you know, Better BF, uh, just, uh, just, nobody can beat this guy. He's undefeated. And he was even talking about, like, he's not, he wasn't motivated and, and then he now he's he's more motivated and stuff. Yeah, just hope he stays motivated. I'm thinking that too. he's got to stay motivated for this contender to fight the number one, the mandatory. Yeah, but um, and then he's going to fight one of these other top guys after that, right? Yeah, and who knows who that's going to be? It's amazing. Can you imagine now. Pascal and uh, Better oh. Be a fight in Montreal? Holy smokes! But see how he's right. Mark Rams is right. There's not there those big world title fights yeah. are not happening in Montreal, Montreal anymore. That's, Montreal at the time of Boutte, Montreal was the mecca was next to yeah, Las it, Vegas. Yep, it was even uh, ahead of Brooklyn. Yes, it was. Yeah, and I'm not disparaging Brooklyn, but yeah, it was, it was for sure. It was, it was number huge. two. I'd always say it first Las Vegas, then. Um, Montreal, and there was a lot of, at the time. I went to the Bell Center twice to watch Boutte fight. Sold out, the, uh, sold out, and the undercards always had a Quebec pro fighter in there. Yeah, and good names yeah. too, good yeah. guys. Yeah. So they've always they put had on good such fighters. good shows. What a shame that it's that it's gone down that much in, yeah. in Montreal. Well, I took my son uh, to one of the fights too. It was such a great experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I love it there. I I love the the tra- training there with Mark Ramsey and and John Pascal, yeah. Anthony Carey. We had such a, a nice nucleus team, eh? Oh yeah, we Dick did. Carey, like when when Dick I was in, was, yeah. Dick Carey and Pascal He's a good and Buddy Askey, he was a really good fighter too. He was ten and zero and ten KOs as a pro. Wow, and eleven and zero. I guess he. Retired and stuff, but he was a really good fighter too. He he was my, nice. my he was my buddy. Really, he's really my buddy. But the, buddy was your his buddy. buddy is his name. Okay, Monsef Astrid. Anyways, we're I know we're running out of time. Yeah, because we had we had to have Mark Ramsey on. Today we'll cover because, more next time. Because uh, he he's Archer better be of his coach, and yeah. we want to hear his expert opinions. That was worth and it. It was great. Oh definitely. man, what a smart man. Yeah, yeah. All right, and we're going to get more guests. Check us out on YouTube, press the like button, subscribe, um, Spotify, uh, our podcasts on seven other platforms, Outcast, look them up. They're mm-hmm. all out there. Yep. And um, we got some good stuff coming up, too. Yeah, always. Uh, November always. 2nd, big fight, Canelo Kovalev. Yeah. December I, 7th, Lemieux. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Right, I, so we've got a lot I of stuff. I think Kovalev is going to get beat up. I was gonna eat his body. body up. Eat his body up. Yeah. Okay, we gotta we gotta head out. We gotta head out. So episode nineteen. Nineteen, 19 done. In the done. Done, son. <laughs> done, Yo, son. Yeah, check out the arms there, dog. Look, yeah. Look. Yeah, I know you put on weight. <laughs> Not put on weight, man. This is like 
I'm been breaking out. Honeymoon weight. <laughs> I'm like Sean Porter, like Earl Spence said. He's like a mini football player. Like he like he, man, he like a little football player. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he like a little football player. All right, guys, out. we out.